this month, we've been talking from the theme, God comforts his people. With all that is going on around us in our world today, between the elections, the pandemic, and life in general, we need peace. We need some comfort. We need to know someone cares. There is a message from God that he tells us that he cares. He cares about us with all of his heart. He told the prophet Isaiah, comfort, comfort my people. Let them know that even though they have sinned, even though they have gone contrary to my will, my love is still there. I'll restore them. I'll bless them. And so in these times, we've been looking at several themes that talk about God's comfort to his people. Today, I want to speak from the subject about friendship. How does God appear? How does he manifest himself as our friend? I want to take my text or the, the, the major part of my sermon this morning from John. John, the 15th chapter and the 14th verse. There, Jesus says, you are my friends if you obey me. You are my friends if you obey me. And that's living, that's reading from the living version of the Bible. Jesus says, you are my friends if you obey me. Allow me to read this section of John, this 15th chapter, the ninth through the 15th verse from the Living Bible. It reads, I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Live in my love. When you obey me, you are living in my love, just as I obey my Father and live in his love. I have told you this so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your cup will be overflow. I demand that you love each other as much as I love you. And here's how to measure it. The greatest love is shown when a person lays down his life for his friends. And you are my friends if you obey me. I no longer call you slaves, for now you are my friends, provided by the fact or proven by the fact that I have told you everything the Father told me. You are my friends if you obey me. Let's look at this through maybe three questions. What's your definition? Of a, of a friend. What does it take to constitute a friend? Second, if. What is the if in the statement that defines your relationship with individuals who are your friends? And then finally, how important is friendship to you? My mind naturally goes back to when I was growing up as a child in Philadelphia. I had two very close friends. One lived next door, Joey, and, and a few doors down 
down the block was Jake. They, they were the friends that I remember. There was a couple more through school. But I think we were the closest. And I remember some of the adventures we got into. Some of them are kind of like the things in Vegas, you know what they say? What's, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. But growing up, we experienced so many new things as that process takes place. And although we have not been able to keep in touch like I would like, but still they're fond memories. And a friend is all, a good friend is always a friend. That's what you hope and want. Am I right? So what does it take for someone to be your friend? Is it someone that you can confide in, that you can trust? Is it someone that's always willing to share what they have with you? Is it someone that's always available when you call or text them? What's your definition of a friend? Jesus ties it to love. He says, if you love me, if you obey me, if you love me, you'll obey me. That's one part of the scripture. And if you obey me, then you are my friend. So for Jesus, he wants our obedience and our obedience is to love and to obey. Really very simple. He's not asking for money. He's not asking for favors. He's not asking for some great sacrifice, but simply to love him to the point that you obey him. That's how Jesus defines friendship. The world may have many definitions, but unfortunately, they don't always hold firm. I think about Job. Job had three friends, and when he was at his lowest point, his friends didn't help, help him. They didn't encourage him, but they said, Job, you must be in this situation because you've done something wrong. He hadn't. But again, you want a, someone who will encourage you and help you. But is that always the case? There's give and take in a friendship, isn't there? I have a good friend. I call him hard-headed and I'm late. He has, when he has his mind set on something, that's it. When we have get together for lunch or for breakfast or, or some event, yep, I'm usually the one that's late. But I know he's my friend because I and I know that he cares. I know he calls every so often, several times a week. Just say, hey, how are you doing? I just want to check, check in on you. And I enjoy talking with him. Both of us have been in the military. We were both retired from the army. So we can share a lot of war stories and, and just a word here, a word there. We know just what each other means or what they're saying. So there's a bond there. There's a relationship. There's, there's something between us that we can relate to. That's what you look for in a friend, don't you? Someone who you can relate with. Someone who understands you when you talk to them about a situation, or you may just use some words like if I tell uh, my friend, you know, I had to get my closet dress right dress. He knows just what I mean. I needed to straighten it up. All right. So how do you define a friend? I hope you consider how Jesus mentions it and how he sets the requirement for us to be his friend. Then. I said for my second question, what's the if statement? 
Jesus said, if you obey me, all right, if you love me. I have a friend who says that the if statement is the most important statement there is. And I believe he's re relating that to sort of like logic. And, and I, I, I recall from logic that if you're following the tree, if you come down to something, then there's a decision to be made there. If this, then you go here. If not, you go here or such as that you go here. But there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a decision there. There's a question there. There's, there's, there's something that has to make a qualification. So what's your if statement? If I had a friend and they worked at a resort or a place where there's large, there's venues, let's say for music, for me what would be uh, the group to see would be the Temptations, let's say, especially back in the day, right? And so if I had a really close friend, I mean, we were like this, I, I, I would kind of hope that if it was possible, they could say, hey, you know, I could get you some tickets or I could get you backstage or I can get you here. That that's, you know, that's that's one of the good ifs, if you will, that would define a friend. All right. What about you? What's your if statement? Life can be disappointing sometimes if you depend on human relationships for friendship. We have no choice in some ways. We have to we have to choose our friends, but we need to know that even more than human ability, there's another friend that can go above that. Don't know about you, but I, I have been hurt by some people who I thought were my friends. I, I've learned the difference, someone says, between a friend and an acquaintance. There are many acquaintances but very, very few friends. Many acquaintances, but very, very few friends. David said, when he was at a point where it seemed like everyone was turning against him or so many were coming against him for this one problem he was having, he said, it wasn't my enemy that came against me, but it was my friend, the one who sat at the table and ate with me. Now, if David was king, he was the one that would provide the food. He was the one that would set the table. And so here's someone who has sat at his table, who has eaten his food, who's talked with him, I'm sure said pleasant things about him, but that was the very one, that was the very person who came against him. I'm trying to remember, seems like I remember back growing up, there's some type of saying, you know, uh, keep an eye on your friend. You know, your enemy can't do you no harm. You're, 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 you're keeping them at a distance, if you will. But that friend, you let that friend into your bosom. Some of us and our friends, we look for someone who we can confide in. We can share, we can tell them anything, knowing or expecting it won't go any farther, knowing that they'll try to help lift us up, how they'll try to console us. And even a true friend will even tell us when we're wrong, won't they? They say, no, you, you're, you're doing that, but you're not right. That's not right. You need to change this. 
So that if statement for a friend is very critical. Jesus says the greatest display of a friendship is a friend is a person who would lay down their life for his friends. Jesus said, you are my friends. And the Bible says that he died on Calvary's cross for our sins. He hadn't done anything wrong. He hadn't committed a sin, but he was God in, in, in human flesh. And he came to pay the penalty of humankind. That's love. He was accused of things that he did not do. The Sanhedrin, the council, the, the trial that they gave him that night was totally illegal in many, many ways. But he did it for us. The Bible says that night they spit in his face. They slapped him to mock him. But he never said anything. He did that for you and for me. He went before Pilate. Didn't say anything in defense. Pilate said, I have the power to take your life or spirit. And you have nothing to say. Jesus said, this is my purpose. This is why I came. Pilate wanting to not punish Jesus, to take his life, he had him flogged and beaten. Flogged means that they had a, a whip, that he had either rocks or, that were sharpened or animal's teeth. And every time it would go across the back of a person being flogged, it would rip away flesh. Jesus endured that, but he didn't turn back. He didn't turn around. He knew what his mission was. He knew what he had to do. So they bring him back to Pilate now. He's been flogged. He's been beaten. Then Pilate says, I find no fault in him. I see nothing that he has done that is deserving of him to die. But Jesus had a mission. That mission was to die for our sins. He committed no crime. He committed no sin but so that we could have the opportunity to restore our fellowship and our relationship with God, he gave his life on Calvary's cross. And so for three hours, he hung on that cross. He died, they put him in a tomb, not for what he did, but for what we have done. He says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. If you keep my commandments, if you obey me, you are my friend. That's his if statement. How important is friendship to you is my third question. And I'll close on that. How important is friendship to you? It's important to me. But at this point in my life, I come to recognize and to know from experience, I'm not gonna have a lot of friends. It is amazing. It is amazing for those who say that they'll stick by your side, for those who say they will support you, those who say they love you, don't always keep their word. As David said, it, it wasn't the enemy that hurt me. It wasn't the enemy that came against me. But it was my friend. 
And when you have someone that you love and you care for and you consider them that special person in your life, it could even be a spouse. Because if after all, isn't a marriage supposed to be between two of the best friends? But you can be hurt. You can be disappointed. I've been disappointed in my life. People who I thought would I, I would have a relationship with them for decades, for all of my life, the rest of my life. Unfortunately, it didn't turn out that way. Friendship is important to me. We can't go through this life as a hermit or just to ourselves. But we do need someone to share with, to laugh with, someone to give encouragement, someone to share our sorrows with. And we can, we can find that often in a human being, but really a human being can only go so far. Even if they are that perfect friend, we never know when God will call them home. I had a friend, Reverend Cummings. He was a mentor, but I considered him a friend. And I used to enjoy speaking to him every week. I'd call and we'd start talking. And what I, I knew that he was God sent because there would be times where there would be something that was heavy on my heart. And I haven't, we, he, he lives in Sacramento, California, and I'm here uh, in, in Maryland. So he doesn't know what's going on in my life day to day. You know, we catch up on things when we talk to each other. And he would start talking. And the very things that he would be sharing, all of them based by, on scripture and, and in the Bible, began to address the need that I had. And I often thought, God, how does this man know what to say? How does he know this is a concern for me right now in my life? That's a godsend that he gave him to Pastor Cummings, but Pastor Cummings was a friend. And he knew my strength and he knew my weaknesses. He didn't criticize me, but he encouraged me. He lifted me up. And there were times when he did things that no one else would do who would stand up for me. I thank God for that friend. I miss him dearly, but God has called him home. My mother, Allie Bell Youngblood, my best friend. Oh, she certainly put up with me <laughs> in the good and the bad. I My memory kind of goes back maybe to kindergarten or maybe a little bit before, but I can tell you from the time I started school until I left, she had her hands full with me. But yet I know without any shadow of a doubt that that woman loved me. So did my father. She cared for me, but mom was around just about all the time. Dad had to work. Even when she chastised me, even when she got after me, even when she laid it on me, it was to better me. It was to help me be the person that I should be. And even for all of those right now, if I could put my arms around that woman, if I could hug that woman, I'd squeeze her to death because I am what I am today is what she helped shape and mold. So many memories I have of when I crossed the line or I was here or there, how she brought me back, how she taught me, taught me how to cook, 
So I won't starve. I mean, I'm not Chef Boy RD, but I won't starve. She told me how to take care of my clothes in a basic manner. So I wash my clothes and I fold them. Thank you, mom. She did all of those things that she put in me because she loved me. So how would I define a friend? You only get one mom that loves you like that and raise you. But God has called her home. But one of the things I can be thankful for, what she also gave to me, what she also showed me, what she also told me about was Jesus Christ. She made sure that I was in church with her on Sundays. And I encourage parents, don't just send your children to church. Take them to church. Be there with them. There is something there that they will gain and keep all of their life. And it will be passed on to their children. The Bible says, train up a child in the way that he should go. So that when he's old, he shall not depart. Or in the original language, it will not depart from him. How do you define a friend? Have you had a friend, as I said earlier, sometimes a situation come, came up and you found out they weren't the friend that you really hoped that you would had? So my last question, how important are your friendships to you? Would you like to have a friend who will be there through thick and thin? Would you like to have a friend that will never leave you? He'll never abandon you. He'll never forsake you. Even when you're at your worst, at your lowest, he still loves you. I often think about Jesus when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane that night. When, Jesus, when Judas brought the soldiers to betray him. Jesus didn't say, you dog, you scoundrel. No, you know what he said to, Jesus, to Judas? Friend, where have you been? That's love. The friend that I need and that I want and that I have is Jesus. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. As you think about the question that I've asked, how important are friends to you? How important is friendship to you? i like to give you my answer in the form of a song that I learned to play as a very young man when I was taking lessons. It's a hymn. And the title of the friend of the hymn and the title of the hymn is what a friend we have in Jesus. Listen to the words that the hymn writer has given us. What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pains we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Have we trials and tribulations or temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. 
take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Are we weak and heavy laden, cumbered with the load of care? Precious Savior, still our refuge, take it to the Lord in prayer. Do thy friends despite and forsake thee, take it to the Lord in prayer. In his arms he'll take and shield thee, thou wilt find a solace there. That's the friend that we want. That's the friend that will never forsake us. Jesus said, I am your friend. And there's no greater love that a friend could have than I have for you. Because I have laid down my life for you. And what's required of us to get that friendship? What's required for us to have that friendship, that fellowship with Jesus? Romans 10, 9 makes it very simple. If you'll pray this prayer with me, you can receive the salvation of Jesus Christ. You can allow him to become your friend. And I promise you, as the, as the words of that hymn say, he's always there and he always will comfort us. Won't you pray this prayer with me? Dear Lord, forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Come into my heart. I surrender my will to you. Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. That you died for my sins. But that you rose on the third day. And because you live... If I make you my Lord and Savior, I will live. In Jesus' name, amen. My friend, if you have prayed that prayer, you have received salvation. You have the friendship of Jesus. And all he asks now that you obey him, let it be his will and not your will. You'll find it's a wonderful friendship. He's a great person to know. He's a great person to love.